Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Are you looking to wager on all the big games in sports? I have awesome news for you if that's the case. Bet online. It continues to be the top online resource and our partner for all your sports info. From live in-game betting, props and futures, college football, NFL, golf, MLB, and more, head on over to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to join and make your first sports deposit and bet right now. Promo code BELIEVE50. Use that. BELIEVE50, B-L-E-A-V-50. You'll receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, it's where the game starts. MyHotTub.com is a global leader in the hot tub industry with over 25 years of experience. Their hot tubs are built in the United States with the highest standards of quality control, an extensive warranty, and customer service representatives available seven days a week. They offer free shipping to your home with factory direct pricing and incredible financing plans. Visit online at MyHotTub.com or stop in Destiny USA today. MyHotTub.com. Whether online or in person, you better hurry because these spas won't last. What's going on, everybody? Paul Bissonette here from the Spit and Chicklets podcast and now the TNT broadcast. I just want to give everybody a shout out and make sure you tune in to the ML Sports Platter. The ML Sports Platter back with you all over the major platforms. Download, subscribe, rate, and review. We are brought to you by Burn Dairy, Maple Down Senior Living Facility, our good friends at Carvel of North Syracuse, and Brian Conboy of Mass Mutual New York State. Tax-efficient retirement planning. Go with Brian today. Get your plan in order. You might have a youngster going to college. You might be retiring. Whatever the case may be, get him on LinkedIn. Get him on Facebook at advisors.massmutual.com. Brian Conboy is the official financial advisor of the ML sports platter advisors.massmutual.com and hey tip of the cap thank you as well to camillus golf club barks and rec doggy daycare and friends of the ml sports platter the swan and whitaker families bob lindsley daryl abert and the alonzo family tino janice byron and irvin all right nfl week one was unbelievable and it is in the books and this is the recap of that week and we begin in la with the Bills and the Rams, which was a complete and utter beatdown by Buffalo. They did everything that you wanted, right? They came out of the shoot with a Ken Dorsey offense, scored the first touchdown, and they were tied 10-10 to at the half. You almost kind of thought, wow, these squander opportunities, you know, are they going to win this thing? And then they come right out, touchdown, great drive, continued dominant defense, two more scores, game, set, match. Allen was incredible, super efficient. Um, you know, he had 353 yards and five, uh, four touchdowns, you know, from scrimmage. Um, he was unstoppable. Threw a couple of picks, but one probably wasn't really a pick, um, you know, but was just absolutely incredible. The Bills uh, ran the ball a little bit, probably not as much as they wanted. Allen was a leading rusher again. They're trying to avoid that, I thought. Like to see him take fewer hits. I'd like to see fewer design runs for Allen. I'm, I, you know, look, the competitive nature in Allen – and many others, is never going away. They're always going to say, okay, well, the play's broken. I'm taking off to try and make something happen. You can't get that out of guys. You can't get that out of athletes and competitors. You can't. But quit designing more runs to up the chances that he could get dinged up, right? Uh, the defense was absolutely absurd. Everyone was everywhere. Edmonds and Johnson, Milano, Jackson, Von Miller, instant impact, Micah Hyde doing his thing. Jordan Phillips is like the fourth or fifth option as a defensive tackle. He had a sack and a half. 
How about A.J. Epinesa as what? The third option as a defensive end. He had a sack and a half. Boogie Basham, fourth on the depth chart as a defensive end. Ba-boom, he had a sack and he had a tip ball to himself as for an interception. The Bills swarmed Matt Stafford, who looked really small in this game. Uh, uh, seven sacks, three interceptions. The Bills dominate. And now another primetime game this Monday against the Titans. The Bills were absolutely, positively unbelievable. And, you know, the Rams... Cooper Cup and Aaron Donald, they're going to get theirs. Like, Cooper Cup had a 100-yard game. He had a touchdown. Aaron Donald was, okay. Like, he was, you know, everywhere and had a sack. I mean, that's going to happen because those guys are elite Hall of Fame players, you know. But the Bills really, in all facets of the game, dominated the L.A. Rams. I thought they were outstanding. And, uh, hey, looked the part as the favorites to win it all. In 2022. Long way to go, but certainly a great start for the Bills. The Saints beat the Falcons, and man, if you're the Falcon fan base right now, you got to be saying, How many times do we have to live this, man? How many times do we have to watch this script? 17 unanswered points in the fourth quarter. The Saints come back, beat Atlanta. Jarvis Landry had a sideline catch. It was a great one, set up the winning field goal. And in the post Sean Payton era, and the post-Drew Brees era, you got an offense that seems to be flying high, man. Jameis Winston looked great. Jameis Winston got the ball out quickly. Jameis Winston didn't throw a pick. He was efficient. Taysom Hill was a factor. Landry was a factor. Michael Thomas caught a couple of touchdowns. First scores for him in, what, three years? Um, and the Falcons really only had a bright spot from Corderell Patterson. Marcus Mariota was, was average at best. Couldn't really make that extra play, extra throw. Uh, the defense was shaky as the game went on. I love Drake London as, as a rookie wide out of USC. I do. Um, but Kyle Pitts had a bad game. So the Falcons are just the same old Falcons. And again, I keep saying it over and over again. They are continuing to ride the wave of losing in the Super Bowl. They It just keeps going the way they lose games in the fourth quarter. If I think if they had won that game against New England, if they had just run the football after the Julio catch late, I think they probably, with that Super Bowl win, maybe the entire kind of outlook of the franchise is different. Maybe, you know, Sean Payton, or uh, uh, excuse me, maybe Dan Quinn doesn't get fired. Maybe uh, different things happen. Maybe the owner doesn't try to make a lot of swift changes. This franchise right now is labeled from that Super Bowl choke, being up 23, losing the game, and they continue to lose games when they're up in the fourth quarter. And if I'm a Falcon fan, I'm furious. I'm tired of this. The wet, sloppy, crap field of Soldier Field, well, guess what? Didn't hurt the Bears. It slowed down the Niners. Trey Lance was awful. Justin Fields made a ton of plays in this game, scrambling around, creating. And, um, you know, obviously uh, uh, the Bears win a slop fest 19-10. to 10. That's one of the worst fields in the NFL, according to a lot of players. And the Bears... Uh, really, I thought, took advantage of it, so good for them. Uh, the Steelers beat the Bengals. What a wild game. The, the Bengals were without the long snapper. That hurt them. Joe Burrow was awful in this game. He threw, uh, what, four? I think he had five turnovers total, and he had four interceptions in this game, which is unheard of for Joe Burrow. Um, but you know what? This was classic classic Steelers, man. Tough, grinded-out football. Uh, T.J. Watt has at least a partially torn pectoral muscle. I don't know... He'll probably, it looks like, be out six to eight weeks. It was feared that he was going to be out the entire season. Now it looks like he will just be out for uh, six to eight weeks. So getting him back would be uh, really, really, uh, uh, you know, beneficial for Pittsburgh. But this is a team I picked to win to win a bunch of games and go to the playoffs because they never go away, you know, and they showed it here. I mean, 
they did everything that they needed to do in the big spots and uh, and got it done, and uh, they were outstanding. Uh, when the game was on the line, um, you know, they were able to block, you know, kicks and uh, wreak havoc. Micah Fitzpatrick with that pick six, right, to start the game. Uh, they're, they're the Pittsburgh Steelers, man. They're a trademark team, and they never go away. Shootout in Detroit. The Lions kept coming. The Eagles held on. You know, this game was... 24 to 14 at the half. Eagles get 14 in the third, one, uh, one touchdown for the Lions in the third. Lions get 14 in the fourth, but the Lions hung on. And I just thought it was an outstanding effort by the Eagles late in the game. Um, you know, the pick six, Bradbury uh, against Goff on that. He just read the ball perfectly. And they got everything and anything they wanted out of J- uh, Jalen Hurts. This Eagles offense has the potential to be special. Uh, Hertz was, was solid and efficient. Miles Sanders is a beast running it. AJ Brown with a great Eagle debut with 155 yards, uh, catching and 10, 10, 10 catches on 155. Um, the defense needs a lot of work. Didn't see a ton out of that group. Jared Goff, again, down the stretch, you just, <laughs> you just, you, the, the Lions are going nowhere, always going nowhere, but now, especially with, with Jared Goff, I mean, you, you just can't, you just can't have him as a quarterback if you're trying to right the ship. I mean, he's just not good. Uh, Dolphins beat the Patriots 20-7. to Same old, same old for the Patriots in South Florida. Tua Tungaviola was really solid. This game uh, was such a beatdown. The Dolphin fans were clamoring that they want the Bills right now. I'd be careful with that. Um, but nonetheless, this was the, uh, the outing that uh, the Dolphins needed. Um, there's no question about that. Tua was really good. Waddle was a factor. Uh, Tyreek Hill was a factor. And, you know, let's face it, they came in with kind of a new identity, a new feeling, uh, new leadership. Mike McDaniel, who looks like he's going to, uh, you know, into the ninth grade right now to study earth science. Uh, He was absolutely fantastic in this game. And you could tell that they were really playing through their head coach. The defense made a bunch of plays. Mac Jones doesn't have a lot of weapons. The Patriots are not physical. The Patriots don't have playmakers. The Patriots have terrible coaching uh, underneath Bill Belichick. When's the last time he said that? They're going to go through some growing pains, man, this year because they don't have Josh McDaniels running that offense, and it's going to be a long year in New England. Meanwhile, Ravens beat the Jets 24-9. Lamar Jackson was throwing darts down the field. Uh, that 55-yard TD to Rashad Bateman was a thing of beauty. Baltimore's defense is suffocating. Baltimore is one of the best all-around teams in football. Baltimore has a ton of pieces back from last year's injured season. Watch out this year for the Baltimore Ravens. Before I get to the rest of the Week 1 games, this. ML Sports Platter back with you. We're brought to you by Burn Dairy, Welch & Company Jewelers, and our friends over at Stumbling Monkey Brewing Company. Make sure you stop by if you're in and around the Rochester-Victor area. That place is awesome, man. They got the Irish Red Ale, the IPAs, and the Sours. Get your crawlers and your growlers and join the Mug Club today. Stumbling Monkey Beer and Victor on School Street, stumblingmonkeybeer.com. And also a tip of the cap thank you to Bowers & Company CPAs and our wonderful friends over at Rosie's Corner. Pizza, wings, pasta, hot and cold subs, and more. Rosie's Corner, Route 11. Get there for Fish Friday each and every week. A proud ML Sports Platter sponsor. All right, let's keep it moving here. The Commanders beat the Jaguars 28-22. The key in this game, Carson Wentz. He was 27 of 41 for 313 and four touchdowns. He was really good. It wasn't quite vintage Wentz before he got hurt, but the Commanders really, really, really... I thought played well in this game. 
The Jaguars showed a little bit of life, too. The Jaguars showed a little bit of that new Jaguar, you know, identity and Doug Peterson and all the rest. And they spent, what, $300 million in the offseason. James Robinson's still running the ball hard, of course. But Christian Kirk had a 117-yard game on, um, on six receptions and was just all over the football field, and a guy who can run every route. He's going to be a great weapon for Trevor Lawrence, who did throw a pick in this game, but he was uh, 24-42 for 275, a touchdown and interception uh, as well. But uh, they're going to go through more growing pains, but I think the Jaguars have already shown, and I think it'll continue. They're going to be a better football team than last year. You just cannot expect a thing when you have Urban Meyer as a head coach. I had, that hire was so unbelievably brutal for Jacksonville. Now let's see what they can do in 2022 with Doug Peterson. The Browns, 26-24 winners over the Carolina Panthers. Nick Chubb was a star of this game, 141 yards on 22 carries. Thank you very much. He's on my fantasy team, and I got the victory in part because of Nick Chubb. And oh, by the way, Baker Mayfield, the revenge game? Yeah, no. And Matt Rule's seat as head coach of this Carolina team, it's on fire right now. I mean, it is on fire. And by the way, Scott Frost just got fired at Nebraska. I would hire Matt Rule in a second. He's a guy who did really great things at Baylor. He's an offensive whiz. It's just not working out in the NFL. And I thought it was a horrible hire to begin with down in Carolina. Just not a good hire. Period. End of discussion. Carolina looked awful in week one against Cleveland. Baker Mayfield, you just can't count on him. He is what he is at this point. Colts and Texans, I have no idea what to think of this game other than, wait, what? The Houston Texans actually forced a tie? They were up 20 to nothing in this game. Uh, excuse me, 20-3 in this game, gave up 17 uh, fourth-quarter points unanswered, and um, and they, they ended a tie. And the Colts showed that they have a lot of playmakers. Matt Ryan, 32-50 of 50 for 352 in the touchdown. Jonathan Taylor was great. Uh, Michael Pittman Jr. is going to be a problem all year. That's the trio for the Colts. There's no doubt about it. However, however, you got to win that game. I mean, I know you're down 23, and you come back 17. you got to win. You got to figure out a way to win that game. I mean, the Texans are on the docket. People think the Texans are going to be better uh, than, than, than what was advertised. You might be right, but I don't care. You're the coach. I don't care if you're on the road. you got to win that game. You just have to win this game. The Giants, 21-20 winners over the Tennessee Titans on the road. Great showing by the Giant fan base. Oh, baby. The Giants kept clawing, kept working, kept coming back. They were down at the start of the fourth quarter. Uh... It was uh, it was twenty to thirteen in this game. I think they were also down thirteen to not or was it yeah thirteen to nothing at the half. Uh, they were down twenty uh, to to thirteen going into the fourth quarter. No problem. The Giants get the ball. They drive down. They score the touchdown. Great little rollout play by Jones. Great play call by Brian Dable and his staff. And then Dable puts his nuts on the table and he says, "We're going for two. Are you cool with that if we score?" And the players were like, "F yeah, bang." Saquon Barkley with a little the little shovel pass there. Uh, Saquon ran his balls off, 164 yards with a touchdown on uh, on 18 carries. He was fantastic. He really was a key for Daniel Jones to be able to get in and around, uh, you know, all around the field. Um, Daniel Jones threw some dimes, then he threw some bad passes. So we saw a little good, a little bad, a little ugly. But the G-men go in and get one of the most surprising wins of week one, in my opinion, uh, with the two-point conversion winning 21-20. And, of course, the Titans missing the field goal at the end of the game as well. Packers looked flat. Packers looked awful. Packers don't have Devontae Adams. And the Packers got steamrolled by the Minnesota Vikings. 
Wow. Kirk Cousins, Dalvin Cook, Justin Jefferson, good grief. If you've got those guys on your fantasy team, you're going to win a lot of games. You're going to get a lot of points. Justin Jefferson's arguably the best wide receiver in the NFL. Yes, I just said that. I know there's Devontae Adams. I know there's Stephon Diggs. I know there's Jamar Chase. I know there's Cooper Cup. I get it. He's in the conversation. 184 yards, nine catches, and two touchdowns. Dalvin Cook ran all over the place. Kirk Cousins was efficient. The Vikings make a statement in week one. Great win for them. The Packers have a lot of work to do. Chiefs roll the Cardinals 44-21. Oh, I thought the offense wasn't going to be able to perform without Tyree Kill. Oops. <laughs> Me, Cole Hardman, have, have a day. Valdez Scantling, have a day. Uh, Sky Moore, the rookie out of Western Michigan, have a day. Travis Kelsey, Hall of Fame stud tight end, have a day. I mean, my God, the numbers, Patty Mahomes with five touchdowns passing, 360 uh, yards, 30 of 39, super efficient, hitting everybody, sharing the wealth. Pat Mahomes, the Chiefs, they are unstoppable. People, do you realize Andy Reid's a great head coach? You have Pat Mahomes, you still have Kelsey, you have Brett Veach as a GM, and you have an OC and Eric Bieniemy who's fantastic. Like, this team is not going anywhere just because they lost Tyree Kill, okay? They're going to plug and play, and they're going to just replace people, and off they go. You know, they still have all the cornerstone pieces. The Chargers beat the Raiders 24-19. Great win for the L.A. Chargers um, in this game. Everett battled to score that great TD. Um, you know, Devontae Adams got his. He's going to continue to get his. But the Chargers made more plays in the end. They played smart. Brandon Staley coached a very good game. Again, if they don't go for it on fourth and million from their own 22-23 yard line, all year long, and the Chargers perform this way with the talent they've got. Khalil Mack was unstoppable on defense. He has a lot left in the tank. Justin Herbert at quarterback, great. Flat out great. 26-34, three touchdowns. Eckler ran it, not great, but in spots. 36-yard uh, game, but 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 again, got, you know, got, got the runs where he needed to. Keenan Allen, Carter, Everett, Eckler, all these guys, so many weapons catching the football for Justin Herbert. And the defense, as I mentioned, led by Khalil Mack and company. Derwin James was great. They had six sacks on Derek Carr, and uh, they were just all over the place, man. Derwin James, Khalil Mack, uh, ball hawkers, Asante Samuel, Joey Bosa, sack and a half. It's, it's kind of a ho-hum day for him. The L.A. Chargers have a chance to be awfully special in 2022. I'm telling you right now, it's going to come down to the head coach and learning as you go and getting better week to week. But the Chargers should be heard from this season. Buccaneers dominated the Cowboys. Really, Dallas is in midseason four, man. You know, how much can you ask of the defense led by Micah Parsons? How much can you ask of Lawrence? How much can you ask of Trayvon Diggs? I mean, these guys are pathetic. Three points scored in the first quarter, and that was all they got. It was a boring, awful game. Chris Collinsworth, what are you doing? You should have taken the night off. You sounded awful. Mike Tirico was defending him. Oh, well, it's probably the multiple red-eye flights and this and that, working a couple games in a few days. Well, okay, well, but that's fine, but Collinsworth, I mean, he sounded so bad. You Give the gig to your son for the night or somebody. You got other color people. Rodney Harris can fill in. Tony Dungy could fill in. Somebody could fill in. Chris Sims could even fill in. For God's sakes, Chris Collinsworth sounded like he was dying on the telecast. Tom Brady wasn't an overwhelming statistical game for him. Mike Evans was pretty solid. Fournette had an 127-yard game on 21 carries, but the Bucks' defense was absolutely all over the place. They were suffocating. The Cowboys' offensive line is a shell of itself, and Zeke Elliott, you already saw, is breaking down. 
and, and, and Dak Prescott gets hurt, injures his thumb. He's out six to eight weeks. The Cowboys are pathetic. They're in midseason form. And again, we went into the season listening to all these freaking shows, namely on ESPN, talking about the Cowboys being another, you know, a darling season. This is it. They're lacking depth at wide receiver after CD Lamb. They don't have enough up front on the offensive line. Dak is now out again. The guy is always hurt, and he never, ever delivers. And even when he's in there, I don't like him in the fourth quarter anyway, mostly, right? I mean, this guy is just always hurt. The defense tries to do everything and anything that they can against Tom Brady in this game. They just can't get it done. Meanwhile, you know, all those inefficiencies on offense, Tampa Bay suffocates teams like that defensively. Antoine Winfield Jr., he's stepping up, making plays, dominating the wide receivers. Devin White, Ball hawk all over the place, stopping the run, stopping the pass, two sacks in this game. Carlton Davis, Mike Edwards, Levante David, Shaquille Barrett. These guys are all over the place, man. They've got every single possible thing you could ever imagine. And Tampa Bay, again, if they're going to make a run at the Super Bowl again, they have got to play defense the way they did against Dallas. I think the offense is going to be there. It was just a quiet night. Meanwhile, Russell Wilson and the Broncos laid an egg on Monday Night Football. They lose 17-16 to to the Seahawks. I give Geno Smith a lot of credit. He didn't throw any interceptions. He was great in this game. And uh, you know what? The Seahawks, it was weird because Russell Wilson, you go into a game like this, 340 yards, 29-42 with a touchdown. You're thinking to yourself, well, the Broncos are going to win the game if those are the numbers for Russ. He'll be cooking in his old stomping grounds. He was cooking, but the Seahawks made plays here and there. Pete Carroll got after it. He was aggressive. He he, he had his team prepared, and Seattle wins a nail-biter. I, I still think the Seahawks are going to struggle most of the year. I think they probably finish at 5-12 and 12 or 6-11. and 11. But as far as one week goes, wow, they were great. Although the Seahawks should be penalized at least 40 yards uh, to start the game for wearing those freaking uniforms, man. Those things are blinding. They're awful. I hate those freaking bright, uh, 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 you know, what do, what do you want to call it? Fluorescent, um, you know, marker uniforms. Uh, they're ridiculous. Just wear the nice blue, like the nice chrome blue. Wear that and, you know, all, all in one. Or, or wear the white pants and the blue shirt. Like, just stop wearing these fluorescent uniforms, this color rush aqua green, whatever the hell it is. I hate the uniforms. Great start for Seattle. Denver, you got work to do. Even though you put up some numbers, Jerry Judy included in this game, and he's a beast. Um, one of the many wide receivers to come out, of course, of Alabama. My God, Amari Cooper, Judy, uh, Jalen Waddell, Devontae Smith, Julio Jones, good grief. The list goes on and on. Seattle with a big win. Denver with work to do. NFL Week 1 recap. There you have it on the ML Sports Platter. We are brought to you by our great friends at the Al and Angus Pub, home of the best star in Angus Burger in town. If you're in and around Central New York, before and after all the big events, concerts, Elton John was just in town, SU football games, SU hoops coming up, whatever the case may be, before and after all the big games, crunch hockey, go to the Al and Angus Pub for the best star in Angus Burger in town. Hey, and a big thanks as well to your State Farm agent, Matt Graham, Liverpool Physical Therapy, Chick-fil-A of Cicero and Clay, and Welch and Company Jewelers. Shop the showcase today. Engagement rings, wedding rings, you name it, it's there for you. Bracelets, necklaces, watches, Welch and Company Jewelers, the official jewelry store of the ML Sports Platter. Log on today, shop the showcase at welchjewelers.com. Thanks to Daniel and Luce for their continued support of the program and check out the special of the week 
and the special of the month every single uh, time you go to the website. They also do jewelry inspection and cleaning, and they customize jewelry for you as well. It is all things jewelry at Welch & Company Jewelers, the proud ML Sports Platter sponsor and official jewelry store of the program. Hit me on Twitter at MikeLSports, subscribe to my YouTube channel, and hey, as I always tell you, Enjoy the games. Before sunrise, Burn Dairy and Deli is preparing to fuel your day with hot coffee, donuts, muffins, breakfast sandwiches, and other morning staples. For lunch, grab a giant deli sandwich made the way you like it. Pizza, wings, wraps, or a fresh salad. Plus, something to wash it down. Then pick up dinner or a sweet treat and other pantry essentials. Now you can get your Burn Dairy and Deli favorites delivered with DoorDash. All day, every day, you can count on Burn Dairy and Deli. It's all good. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.